when you're too cheap to go to the library. The look inside this book club. I'm Becky Selengut. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. But I got a mouthful of nuts in my, in my face. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Becky came over and said, can I put some nuts in my face? It's not an uncommon thing that I say, which I know might shock all of you. But um, Yeah, but I mean, because I always, I always keep salty nuts on hand. Because of me. Because of you. Um, well, maybe you kept them here in the house before me, but now you, you take them on the road with you. Because of That's that. true. That, right. that is absolutely, this is no longer a joke. This is dead serious. Uh, <laughs> this is like grump control for both of us. It is serious, like industrial strength, clinical strength grump control. Grump this control. is, this is the, the highest level of grump control you can get with or without a prescription. So I've been telling you that I go to I'm going to kickboxing now and oh yes. and, and like yeah you you mention it as often as you can <laughs> and like like keto or kickboxing or what's that other crazy sport people do that I can't okay remember. okay okay first of all is keto a sport uh, it, it's treated as one okay it's, it's a sport it's, of avoiding carbs like a ninja right. secondly does my thing have to start with K also <laughs> maybe like um um k- kimchi is a great sport Drink kimchi yeah. yeah. Um, Competitive kimchi pickling. Yep. No, what is that thing? Come on, CrossFit. Yeah, okay, about. that starts with K. Yeah. <laughs> it's <not> K. <laughs> um, I spell real good. Okay, so so yes, it's so kimchi, CrossFit, and and kickboxing. Kickboxing. So anyway, at the end of every kickboxing session, the teacher gives like a hot tip minute. Oh yeah. Like hot tip. Today's nutrition hot tip. Okay, I want you to pass me on all of these hot tips. For free. Okay, you're going to get them for free. Okay. Here's the first one. Hey, guys, instead of putting an energy bar in your face, put a pile of nuts in your mouth. Okay. That was that was the first hot tip. Yeah, I like it. One I've been following for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second hot tip, not so shocking, I couldn't even believe it. Also not related. <laughs> not related? No, not related. Not, not related. Uh, hey, guys, you should drink more water and not juice. This... <laughs> Which leads me to the question, what adult drinks juice? That is a really good question. Unless it's in a mixer. Right. I mean, like, adults, I, I think I think this is maybe less common, but like, but like adults, there was a time when adults would go to like the juice bar, and that still exists. No, ju- like, that's juices. That's yeah, like, but that's still juice. Like... That's that's a way Maybe of convincing yourself. Like like it's still it's still basically the same you're as right, soda. You're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, but but I was thinking more like green juice or something like that, which yeah, is yeah. less likely to spike you. But like spike you, spike. <laughs> what am I talking you, like? You spent way too much time at the CrossFit kickboxing kimchi class. <laughs> anyway, so like you you have over fermented at you this make, point. You, you bring up a very good point. I people do go to juice I bars. I do bring up a very good but, point. But um, I should teach this kickboxing <laughs> class. But I was thinking like cranberry juice. Orange juice, like mixed yep. medley berry you're, juice. You're absolutely right, and I agree. And yet, like in the past few months, when I've had the opportunity to drink some cranberry juice or orange juice, I'm like this does pretty good. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I didn't. I didn't like keep swilling it, but you know how I was really upset last week when you talked about eating um, breakfast cereal and then a hot link or a, a sausage? sausage link. Yes, yes. yes. We've really talked about that in my house. Bothered like, me almost every day since then <laughs> because we thought it was so funny that you thought that was weird. I still think it's really weird. But what I also find uh, strange is that like. Well, orange juices when I was a kid would be every single morning. Yeah, but sure. But now the reason why I wouldn't do orange juice is because I'm having coffee or tea, and coffee and tea with orange juice yeah, seems freaking horrible. And then cereal and milk with orange juice now as an adult, 
it seems like it curdles in my mouth to think about it. Yeah, I know what you mean. And yet a creamsicle is so good. <laughs> no, I hate really? creamsicles. It's like one of my least favorite combinations. Um, Isn't that funny? Yeah. Orange and cream. Go away. Okay. Agree to disagree. Okay. All right. Uh, would you like to read a book? Yes. This book is called uh, The Kimchi Kickboxer <laughs> Finds Love. It's called Fire in His Embrace. The fire comes oh. from, the, from the spicy kimchi by Ruby Dixon. And it has a prologue. And I'm, I I'm love a good very prologue. Very excited for this prologue. What has gone before? That's oh. the title of the prologue. Jesus, so dramatic. The year is 2023. Oh, Seven that's years. Not gone before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seven years after the destruction of the known world. Back in 2016, a rift opened in the heavens and dragons poured forth, as terrible and violent oh. as the beasts of legend. Whoa, like a dragon tsunami? I must have been so high in 2016 because I. Do not remember no, this. No, I do not remember this. Isn't that weird? I think it's metaphorical. I mean, like, what I, poured forth? Trump? That, that's, yeah, actually, I do remember this. <laughs> Never mind. As terrible and violent as the beasts of legends, of legend. Like ants, they swarmed over the human cities, destroying everything in their wake. Buildings crumbled, countries fell, and within a matter of months, humankind was broken. Guns had no effect on the unearthly creatures from another dimension. Wait, like dragons poured out of the sky and it took months for them to conquer humans? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think like days. We are weak kittens in the face of a deluge of dragons. Planes and missiles were too slow. Riots broke out as men were forced to fight not only for their survival against the dragons, but against each other. Mm. The people who survived those first brutal days took to hiding. Eventually, small groups of survivors banded together and formed forts where they could live safely and securely, like blanket forts and, and forts made out of cardboard boxes and, and stuff. Big, and big Lego, Lego Lincoln logs. <laughs> yes, uh, small groups of survivors. <laughs> um, they pushed some chairs, some dining room chairs together and like threw a blanket over that. And, oh my God, uh, I love, that just brings me back I to know, such right? great memories. We had the big Lincoln logs. Did you have that as a kid? I think we had small Lincoln logs. I think, I think they had like I want to say brown wheels and green connectors. Does that sound that right? That sounds right. So wait, are those Tinker Toys? Because Lincoln Ooh. Logs were the ones that like they were like logs Ooh. that kind of just stack oh. for making like a what was it? Like Tinker Toys. That cabin. sounds so familiar. I think I think you're up. talking about Tinker Toys. They had like wheels with with spokes with like holes around the edge of the yeah, wheel. Yeah, but these don't look right. So I'm going to look for 1970s Tinker Toys. Mm-hmm. There was another one like. Like later there was Connects, but there was another one besides Tinker Toy and Lincoln Logs, and I don't remember what it is. Someone will write it. I don't. Oh, vintage giant Tinker Toy. Oh, we totally had the giant Tinker yes. Toy. Yes, so yes. it was in primary colors, and they were gray. We absolutely used these. Yeah, I'm gonna look up Lincoln Logs, um, and that's why your family survived the dragon onslaught. I just realized like Lincoln Logs is probably referring to Lincoln and a log cabin, and I never yeah. made the connection. Yeah, just a it, second. It refers to the log cabin uh, that uh, Lincoln was born in that he built with his own hands. It's a stupid, stupid joke. Okay. <laughs> it's not even a joke. It's actually real. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's why, that's why it's not funny. In the after, concrete is the building material of choice, and people freely give up their rights in exchange for protection for their families. The forts themselves are isolated and corrupt, run by a power-hungry militia, just like a kid's blanket fort. Oh, yeah, totally. The guns they carry might not be useful against dragons, but they're more than enough to keep the people of the fort in line. 
I've said fort enough times that it doesn't sound like a real <laughs> word anymore. <laughs> Those who cannot obey a fort's rules are cast oh, out stop it. <laughs> to live as nomads. They are considered scum by fort dwellers. So, fort dwellers? <laughs> fort dwellers. That's, we were talking about bean soaking <laughs> yeah, beforehand. Exactly. That's what happens if you don't soak your beans, apparently. You become and, a fort dweller. They consider, they're considered scum by fort dwellers and view themselves as dead men walking. Without shelter or a permanent place to call home, they might as well be. For seven years, humanity continues on, living in the cracks and hiding in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Then things begin to slowly change. Claudia, a thief from Fort Dallas, is left in the wild, aban- wild abandoned streets of the former city, now known as the Scavenge Lands, as bait to tame a dragon. No one expects her to live or for it to work. Her dragon, Kale, is fierce and possessive. Speaking of green juice. <laughs> his mind broken by the constant madness that eats at the Draconi. Draconi. That's D-R-A-K-O-N-I. Despite this, he is an intelligent being and can be as kind and loving as he is brutal. After a time, wow, things just picked up really yep, fast. Real fast here. After a time, Claudia well, stops seeing him. to be fair, him at- dragons came out the sky at the beginning. That's true. After a time, Claudia stops seeing him as the enemy and starts seeing him as a partner and a powerful one. She... 100% fuck this dragon. Totally. Right? Okay. With Kale's help, she hatches mm. a plan to rescue her sister, Kale? Amy. Did you say Kale? Yeah. Did we already get that name earlier? I yeah, yeah. That. Kale is the dragon. K A L E. K A E L. I like to think of it as K A L E. She hatches a plan to rescue her sister, Amy, and her friend, Sasha, from Fort Dallas and its corrupt militia. Book one Fire in His Blood. <laughs> That what the it literally fuck? says that that's what happened. So that's so for anyone who hasn't read uh, book one, Fire in His Blood. There's now, a hyperlink to yeah, it. Now, yeah, you're all set. Yep. In the process, Sasha is snatched away by Doc. I'm so lost already. A crazed male dragon who seeks a mate to fix are, his mind. Are you tracking at all? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> Though it takes time for the fearful Sasha to trust Doc, she eventually realizes <laughs> that the dragon would do anything for her and he can love just as fiercely as any male human. I would say since he's a dragon, he can love a lot more fiercely. Uh, I would say so. Yeah. When Sasha is captured by local bandits, she learns that... What, <laughs> what the fuck? The f- is this all backstory? I always think the word bandit is funny. Bandit is stupid. Yeah. Okay, she learns that not only they are the nomads... definitely have a red handkerchief over their face. Not only are the nomads working with an old enemy of hers, but the bandits, bandits are led by a mysterious stranger named Azar. I feel like this is, this is the first time a prologue has so closely resembled Cliff Notes. Yeah. Right? Okay. Did you ever use Cliff Notes? Um, yeah, totally. I got lectured by my cousin once for bringing Cliff Notes with me on a family vacation. Your cousin sounds like a real nerd. Uh, it was a old, much older cousin, mm-hmm. and he's like, you're really cheating your own education. What a narc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I might like skip the rest of the prologue because it looks intensely boring. Or, or let's boring. skip the rest of the book. Okay. Uh, all right. I was going to skip to the end of the prologue. <laughs> Meanwhile, Emma remains behind with Azar's people to try to free Zor. What, free Zor? <laughs> yes. Also, we, we, we haven't met Emma or Azar yet either, but Is free whatever. Zor like, like a, a, an Arctic tundra effect? Sorry. We lost um, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, I fell into a... a, a, <laughs> a free Zor. Uh, yeah, free Zor. <laughs> uh, so wait, so are they... Are they Literally just giving you the backstory from the previous they're books? They're literally just recapping the previous, previous book. Books. Yeah. Okay. I think this is book two. Let's just get to the book two. Chapter one. There we go. Emma. I felt powerful. Yeah. No one expects the apocalypse to be quiet. At least I never did, but it's the thing that continues to surprise me the most. And the, the revolution, silence of it all. The revolution won't come with a warning either. Nope. 
When you grow up in the city, you expect to hear sounds, the hum of electricity, the muffled chug of a distant train, cars, dogs barking, someone playing their radio far too loud. You hear people and their things, people living, laughing, existing. It sounds like it could be a RV park out in the country. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's pretty city biased. Um, well, but I mean... <laughs> and that brings you, us to our game. You would hear, you would hear some of those things, like cars, dogs, they, they got those. They got those. Yeah. That's all gone in an apocalypse. And that brings us to our game. Awesome. Okay, so to recap, <laughs> let's recap again. When you grow up in the city, you expect to hear sound. Oh, I see what you mean. Like, like these aren't just city sounds that she's talking about. Mm-hmm. I get it. Sorry. The hum of electricity, the muffled chug of a distant train. Muffled chug. Muffled chug. That's like the beer, <laughs> the beer that the frat at my college served. <laughs> yes. Cars, dogs barking, someone playing their radio far too loud, blah, 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 blah. What are some other things that will be gone in an apocalypse? Interpret this however you want. For example, I I never thought I'd miss Jill from accounting and her racist jokes, but when the entire accounting department fell into that flaming sinkhole, actually, it was pretty funny. (laughs) Wait. Wait. It's a thing that happens in the apocalypse. But I I don't miss them. Okay. So. Okay. (laughs) Two hands, a face that's not sloughing off, a lack of constant moaning and drooling. (laughs) That's all gone in an apocalypse. True. Every day I asked myself, why me? Why did I survive the apocalypse that vaporized 99.9% of humanity? I guess some questions can't be answered. I was on Mars at the time, so that might have something to do with it. You went a little bit off off the game there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Things that will be gone in an apocalypse? Well, like 99.9% of, oh. of humanity. Okay. <laughs> but yes, you're right. I, 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 like, so, I warned you, I'm, I'm interpreting the game uh, liberally. Okay, I was very literal. Plenty of 0% milk on the shelf. Conversations about kombucha and Pilates. <laughs> kimchi fermenting, kickboxing, CrossFit. Telling people how important it is that they vote. All gone in apocalypse. It's so weird that you wrote all of those the other day. I know, crazy, yeah. right? The thing I missed most after the apocalypse was White Castle. If gasoline were still available, you could drive coast to coast visiting the abandoned hulls of former former White Castles, a pilgrimage honoring the gods of Greece and carbs. I also miss my mom. You know, it's... (laughs) Hey, that's weird. Okay. (laughs) How will Judy feel about that? (laughs) I mean, like, after the apocalypse, I don't think she'll feel anything. All of a sudden, White Castle sounds like a very racist organization. Oh, Jill from accounting loves it. (laughs) Bills, taxes, John from accounting... That's all gone in apocalypse. Wait, when's the apocalypse? <laughs> Wait. I hate John from accounting. Wait, did you did you actually write John from, from the accounting. accounting and I wrote Jill from accounting? Uh-huh. Oh, that's, that's crazy. We need to stop the show. It's we getting need, dangerous. We're starting to morph into one another. Um, <clears throat> now the power's long gone and there's no endless hum. The cars are dead. The dogs have wandered away. And all the people who used to live in the city, most of them are dead too. Even though the silence is unnerving, you eventually get used to it. Why did the dogs all wander away when there are all these like fresh corpses they could be exactly. eating in the city? I know. Until it's not so silent anymore, and that's when you get worried. Hey, it's me, Jill. <laughs> I made it out of the sinkhole. <laughs> I'm used to the silence myself. It's become a good thing. Silence means there's no dragon taking flight overhead, roaring and flaming. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's a dumbass line. (laughs) It means there are no people nearby. It means I'm left alone with nothing but peace and quiet for company. Tonight, it's not so quiet, though. I hear the distant cranking sound of a motorcycle long before it arrives. Does a motorcycle make a cranking sound? 
It's something wrong with it. Okay. And the sound's almost offensive in the peaceful night. I clutch my baseball bat, my best friend, now that my gun is gone. Well, I thought peace and quiet were her best friends. No, it's a bat. (laughs) Okay. And move silently to the window of my gas station. There's no gas, and I've posted signs to that effect, but I figured someone would come check anyhow. I know I would if it was me. Sure enough, a motorcycle roars up, and then oh, another. Oh, roars, not, yep. not clanks? What did they say? Cranks. Crank. It started cranking, and then it, it went up to a roar. Mm-hmm. But, like, can you tell the roar of a motorcycle from the roar of a dragon? Everything roars in the apocalypse. <laughs> and then another. My heart drops when I see it's a full fleet of motorcycles. Oh, I, d- I had no idea this was going to be a dragon motorcycle club oh, romance. Oh, this is amazing. A full fleet of motorcycles, because that can mean only one thing, nomads. Nomads and don't live in one of the forts. Where are they getting the gas from? I don't know. Maybe it'll explain that. Beans. They're lawless outlaws who can't... Lawless uh, outlaws. Lawless outlaws oh. who can't obey the simple rules of after society. They're usually dicks. Take what they want, and that includes women. That means I'm in danger so if they find So just like here. pre-apocalypse. Yes. <laughs> Very little changes in the apocalypse. There's just less of it. Fuck, not what I wanted. I think of the store down the road where Sasha is sitting cozy with her dragon. What? What? <laughs> sitting cozy? How do you sit cozy with your dragon in a store? Um, Isn't a dragon, like, the door is extremely big. That's true. How is the dragon getting in? That's a good question. We, we don't know yet are whether these, these dragons are drag- shape, shapeshifters. Oh, yeah. I see. Maybe they're pygmy dragons. Well, also, I think Sasha read How to Tame Your Dragon, or at least saw the movie uh-huh. and tamed her dragon. Mm. I wish I was there with them. Sasha's offered, but I never felt comfortable. It sus- because she's like anti-dragon boyfriend? Oh, I think I think she wasn't sure if she wanted to participate in this dragon three-way. Or it's like, a white castle and they don't allow dragon kind. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> I regret it now. <laughs> I watch through the grimy dark window as one of the men leaps off his bike and moves to the gas pump. He pulls the nozzle free and sniffs it, then squeezes the trigger. Okay, what? You don't have to sniff everything. It's gas. What, what is he expecting it's going to be? Like a vanilla shake? Mm. Kombucha. <laughs> Nothing comes out, of course. It's dry, just like my fucking sign says. Dumbass. But he jiggles the handle again, then inspects the pump and calls something out to his buddies waiting to their, refuel their bikes. Did you I, really leap off the bike? I mean, that's not even possible. Wee! <laughs> he said. I peer at them, trying to count. There are at least seven bikes with tandem riders. Fourteen people. I see a van, too. She is good at math. There are at least seven bikes with two riders each. Fourteen people. (laughs) Apocalypse word problems are way easier than pre-apocalypse word problems. If a dragon's coming down the railroad tracks at six miles an hour, (laughs) and there's eight people on motorcycle clanking down the railway, going down with a tandem bike, sixteen people. Seven. There are seven of those of those like like upsy downsy (laughs) rail cars coming. (laughs) How many limbs are scattered? On either side of the railroad tracks. Are those like a real thing? Limbs? They, yes. No. I like can vouch for those, two, those two arms, two legs. Hand-operated rail cars? Because they yes. look so fun. I don't think they were fun for the workers who had to use them. I think they were super fun. Yeah. If we could only find someone still alive who ever operated one of those. I clutch my bat tighter, my pulse racing with alarm. They haven't looked in here, but if they do, they'll see me. There's not much left in this old gas station. No food. <laughs> just a bunch of empty trash shelves that I've pushed to the side to make room for my bedding. I can hide, of course, but the moment they see my bedroll, they'll know someone's here. Well, hide your bedroll, dum-dum. No, she's talking about the moment they see her bedroll, if you know what I mean. Oh, I see. I watch alert as one of the bikers moves. <laughs> That's good that she's alert. Yeah. That, as one of the bikers. <laughs> I, watch I watch. Asleep. <laughs> as one of the bikers moves to the side of the gas station, probably to test the emergency shutoff. 
It's not going to help things, though. I did the same when I got here. This place is dry as a bone. I brace myself when someone comes toward the door. I've got a chain shut on the inside. I'm not a dumbass. And I clench my teeth, waiting as they try the handle. A moment later, someone else approaches, and they throw a rock through the glass door, shattering it. Fuck. I rise up in my corner, clutching my bat, ready to attack. The man reaches through, tugs on the chains to undo them, and then tosses them to the floor. Another guy pushes the door open and strolls in, wearing a baseball cap. His stance is so familiar, I can hardly believe what I'm looking at. It's my brother. Until he turns and sees me at the same moment I see him. This is definitely a uh, Make America Great Again baseball Mm -hmm. hat, right? Mm -hmm. Boyd, I say, shocked. Mm -hmm. Four letters. Mm -hmm. You know it. There we go. His eyes widen, and I realize it's him, all right. I'd recognize that heavy brow anywhere. Heavy brow? Heavy brow? What the fuck is that? Um, Well, like, after the apocalypse. Literally just a heavy eyebrow? One one really, (laughs) he's got one five-pound eyebrow. she'd say brows. You're right. I was thinking lower like a brow, like a Neanderthal brow ridge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not to mention the unshaven straggly beard and the wide face. Wide face? Wide face. When he grins, I see the one broken tooth that always gapes out, a reminder that there's no dental care in the after. Okay, that that is something you would for sure miss in the apocalypse. Mm. It's my brother, all right. Oh, did I not say it's your brother? You're good at this. Yes. What? I don't know if I'm relieved or terrified. I get a Moist Mountaineers t-shirt for that. I think you do. The fuck? Emma? What are you doing here? My brother's look is openly skeptical. Squatting, dumbass. What does it look like I'm doing? He breaks out into a grin. Fucking hell, I thought you were heading to Fort Orleans. Changed my mind. I don't point out that I lied to him. Boyd's got a sensitive ego. Was going to check out Fort Dallas, but word is they're not the friendliest, so I thought I'd hang on, hang on my own for a while. What do you think are, are going to be the best post-apocalypse forts? Like, Fort Seattle, like, you know, people are going to be, like, friendly on the surface, but it's really hard to get to know them. I think Fort Port Townsend is going to be the best because you have to say Fort Port, Port, Port. a lot. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I just I just will, can never leave Fort New York. The traffic. Oh, my the, God. The taxis. The, the, the taxis, the, <laughs> the noise. The subway that never comes anymore. The, the, and I'm talking about now, not <laughs> after the apocalypse. The taxi drivers who are <laughs> dead in the street. The Uh-huh. Yeah. The, the uh, wreckage of uh, the Empire State Building, et cetera. Well, you, <laughs> et cetera. The, you ain't alone no more, my brother says, grinning. You're with my crew now. He gestures at the fleet of bikes behind him. Me and the boys will take care of you. That's kind of what I'm afraid of, especially since my brother's smile doesn't reach his eyes. <laughs> I don't know. St- whose does? But he's whose the, does? Yep. Like, can you please smile to me right now, reaching your eyes? <laughs> no, they, <laughs> no, you're, you're not even no. close. There's, I can't. First, I cannot smile on command at all. It just, the, it just looks like I'm the Joker. There's a and, dragon length between your eyeball and your corner <laughs> of your. Let, let's see it. Come on, a real smile. Oh my god, you look so weird. Why are you doing it so strangely? I, I can't. You look like you had eight thousand shots of Botox. Yeah, yeah, that, that's also crazy. <laughs> you can't. Like, first of all, I think, I think, just like, like a, a smile, just like frozen, <laughs> like is a weird face. Deep thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> a smile frozen. <laughs> is it what? Is a weird face. Is I don't weird? know what I'm talking That's about. That's like a fortune cookie. <laughs> you know, like if someone's smiling and you freeze their face by taking a photo of it. That's weird, right, guys? What made you put frozen after I, the smile? Because instead of saying there's a frozen <laughs> smile, is a weird A smile frozen, kids. Is a face strange. Because Yoda's my real dad, okay? <laughs> That's kind of what I'm afraid of. But he's the devil I know, so I beam at him as if this is a relief. Great. 
regaste cajita de pollo, as my dad what? used to say. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Boyd fucked me over once and I won't forget isn't it. That, isn't that caramel chicken? What did they just, you just say? Regaste cajita de pollo. Pollo's is, chicken. Yeah. Cajita is like a small ticket. box, right? Uh, is it? Uh, I thought it meant ticket, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay, so I think this is a real Spanish phrase. So we can, I mean, we can look it up. Um, yeah, here, hold on. Bregaste. Um, how do you spell that? B-R-E-G-A-S-T-E. Okay. Cajita de pollo. Cajita de cajita. That that's, sounds like a cheese, but that's cotija. cotija yeah. De pollo translation. Uh, <laughs> yes. Fuck, fuck it. Fuck well, it, it says... Um, Brigaste chicken box. Uh, but <laughs> I told gonna, you it was a little chicken box. But I'm gonna, it's a it's a Puerto Rican slang. Okay. And what was the first word again? Brigaste. Um, a humorous and negative phrase used in a similar manner as brigaste chicky star, meaning you acted in a cheap or wrong way. Okay. Cajita de pollo is a reference to a KFC like chain of fast food restaurants called Fried Chicken Express. Nice. And you can get a little box of oh, chicken. Oh, cajita. I yeah. saw it on an express train in Mexico. Oh, okay. That's where I got cajita. So it's express, I think. I think cajita is a small box, though. Is it? Oh, wrong. Then I'm wrong. I swear I saw it on a I don't. Train. I could be wrong. Do I speak Spanish? No, I'm, I'm like pretending to speak Spanish for the purpose of the show. Okay. I've never been extremely close to my brother, Boyd. He's a lot like my dad in all the bad ways. And my dad beat my mom yeah, on a regular basis cajita, when box. we were kids. Thank you. Um... That's never mind. Like, I was, my mind was going off in like any number of inappropriate directions. They're like, I'm not really going to say that about small boxes. Think about small boxes. Yeah. Both mom and dad died in the rift when the dragons first descended. The rift. Yep. Okay. That's when the sky opened up and dragons oh, right, poured right, out. Right. Remember the rift. Okay. When the dragons first descended, and that left me and Boyd to fend for ourselves. Boyd was 14 and I was 12. 12. So we hitched along with other survivors and tried to make a living in Fort Tulsa. Hey, speaking of which. I learned that there's this thing where uh, you can apply uh, for a program where they'll pay you $10,000 to move to Tulsa and, uh, and give you a free office space um, to, to be a remote worker in Tulsa just because they're, like, trying to attract, like, tech people with money from places like Seattle. $10,000? Yeah, $10,000, and they'll, like, help you find an apartment and give you a free co-working office space. But a tech worker doesn't need $10,000. I mean, I'm a, I'm a tech worker, and I, I would take it. So are you going to go to Tulsa? No. No. Uh, <laughs> because Tulsa. Yeah, I mean, uh, our, friend, our friend Molly Weisenberg says Tulsa is cool compared to Oklahoma City. We're going to just let that sit yeah, there. Yeah, okay. Um, by the way, when... <laughs> I, also, I didn't read the next sentence about Tulsa. <laughs> Fort Tulsa. Unfortunately, that place was a real shithole run by the worst kinds <laughs> of scum. Um, it's like in an apocalypse, do we need to really put Fort before every city name to then distinguish that it's post-apocalypse? Can't we just still say Tulsa? That's a good point. You know, or Austin. Everything is a fort. Is anything a fort? Exactly. Right. Like city of Austin. I'm going to be traveling to the city of Austin, Matthew. And then I'm going to go to the city of Los Angeles. Uh It's a little unnecessary. I call it the city of angels. Ah. Can we take a brief timeout? Okay. I didn't know we had a timeout policy. Oh, like actually pause? Yes, please. And we're back. Becky had woman problems and needed some of Matthew's uh, circus-like ibuprofen, <laughs> which he's been collecting from six different bottles, and it looked like he was trying to drug me, because yeah. they were all different colors. Yeah, no, it's exactly like if you bought drugs from a clown, this is yeah. what you would get. And it's exactly the kind of look that like 
kids would want to eat them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, when kids come over, we're just, like, th- giving out handfuls of these things. You know what? I think we're done with this book. Oh, I'm done with it. And parking enforcement's pulling up on a car here, and I just want to, like, alert the driver. Okay. I wish I knew where they were. Yep. So, uh, uh, lessons we learned from this book. Yeah. As, as, you know, we end every episode with uh, with some life lessons, right? Just put fort in front of a city. Put fort in front of everything. shit's gone south. Yep. Uh, keep an eye on the sky. You never know what might come out of a crack. You never know what might forget the sky. <laughs> yeah. You never know you what never might come know out of a crack. What, like that is a words to the wise. That's what my dad told me when he sent me out on my own <laughs> yeah. as a four year old. Okay, Becky, what are we reading <laughs> next time? Uh, next time we're reading a lie for a lie. Okay. Going back to our good friend. She doesn't know us at all. Helena Hunting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm ex- very excited about this book. Okay. Still, still waiting for an author to like an annoyed author to get in touch with us and, and tell us to cease and or desist. Seriously, we will have arrived when we get mm-hmm. the cease and desist yep. letter or the C and D as I, I like to call them. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> Since you received so many of so them, so many of these uh, <laughs> for just just for like genuine general misbehavior. I'm starting to get uh, a little bit personally hurt, Matthew. By me? No, by uh, <laughs> by the fact that we're stuck at thirteen patrons and nobody wants to hear my these like the dulcet tones uh, from my. What diaphragm? I don't the know what else to say. No, I don't want to hear those how either. Come no one wants to sign I don't up for know. that. I don't either. But anyway, don't you want to hear whatever this is on your answering machine? Yes. Like you know what you know what it is. Like everyone is out there. They're out at Radio Shack buying answering machines. <laughs> and, Waiting. And they, they've spent all their money on that, and now they can't afford to sign up for our Patreon, which is at Patreon.com/slash/LITBC, and you can pay two or five dollars a month and get cool stuff. And. Uh, I don't imagine we're going to stop doing this podcast because we enjoy it so much, but you never know. I mean, there could be an apocalypse. There could be a rift in the sky. Dragons could come oh, down if there's and an apocalypse, Right. Like, it, like podcasts are going to be the first thing to go in the apocalypse. Definitely the first thing. Because they're going to want us. The dragons? Yes. Yeah, they've been listening to, uh, on, on the planet Draconia or mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. they've been listening to our show and yeah. they do not like it. No, dragons love romance novels, dude. Yeah, but they don't like how we make fun of them. Oh, like, okay. From now on, yeah, all no, dragons. We are all dragons to... love reading dragon romance. It really speaks to them. It like you know, oh. it, it comes, it, it like meets them where they are. Yeah, and and then we have the audacity. Yeah, we're, we're every so, week we're to like shit on their favorite art. You form. know what? They're not the monsters. We're we're the, the monsters. monsters. All right. See you next week. Bye. Yeah, so we're we're back. Wait, hold on. We're back to our old tricks. Oh, you're on already? I'm not even yeah, on. Yeah, no, I'm I'm more I I started like 15 minutes ago. <laughs>